Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Hi there, everybody. I'm Linda Robinson, and I'm going to be talking to you this morning and carrying on with our theme, The God Who's More Than Enough, El Shaddai. Brett's been talking about that in over the last few weeks, and I'm going to continue on this topic um, from Romans 4 in the Message Bible. And I love Romans 4. In fact, I think Romans 4 is the door to a whole lot more. So I'm going to be talking to you about that today. And I hope you're going to be inspired. I would encourage you to read it out of the Message Bible. I'm going to be talking out the Message Bible from Romans 4 today. Um, But read it for yourself because obviously we haven't got the time to read the whole of Romans 4 in the session. But before we begin that... I would like to share with you um, a word that I felt the Lord gave me about doors at the beginning of the year. And the word that God dropped into my heart comes out of the book of Hosea, which uh, Hosea means deliverance, by the way. And um, it's from Hosea, um, and it says says the particular uh, text that God gave me was, I will make the valley of Acre a door of hope. I will make the valley of Acre. And the valley of Acre is the place of trouble, the place of despair. Um, and, you know, we've, we've been through a season where I think many of us have felt like that. We've never faced a season quite like we've had to deal with um, over the past couple of months. And I felt God speak that word of hope into me, that he's going to be opening doors of hope for us um, in this coming season. God actually told Hosea to, because he saw the adultery, he saw um, the brokenness, he saw how the people um, in that time were looking to other lovers, if I can put it like that, for their resource instead of looking to him as their source and supply. They weren't acknowledging that God was their provider, the one who loved and cared for them and nourished them. And so he said to Isaiah, take Goma, who was a prostitute, as your wife. And they then had three children. And this whole scenario was a prophetic symbol of what was happening in the land at the time. And those three children, their names were Jezreel, which means God plants. And then the next one was Lo Ruhama, uh, which means no mercy. And the last one was Lo Ami, which means nobody. Um, and God told Hosea to call the children this as a prophetic symbol of what he was seeing in the land at that time. And I think there's been a lot of those things uh, going on in in the world at this moment. So I think it's a very um, it's it's a very key symbol for us at this time. And God says, you know what? I'm going to allure 
Goma into the desert. And there I'm going to speak tenderly to her. And there I'm going to open that door of hope for her as she hears my voice. And it's so beautiful to see how God brings the restoration um, in this situation. And he says, instead of calling, he says, I will plant. I'm going to plant in the land. I'm going to plant new things. And I sense that God's going to be planting um, new seeds of hope in the land at this time. He says, I'm going to change uh, no mercy's name into merciful. And God is the God of mercy. And we are trusting that there's going to be a river of mercy that's going to throw, flow through our land in this season. And then the last one, he's, the last child's name was nobody, and he changes it to somebody. And that is such a promise because we are somebodies in God. When we look to God as our source, as our supply, as our God who's more than enough, as as El Shaddai, things began, begin to be restored. So in Psalm 24, I love that scripture. It says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you age-abiding doors, that the King of glory will come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. And the Lord is doing battle on our behalf at this time. He is opening doors, I believe, that no man can shut. He's going to open doors this year. I believe he's going to open doors. He's going to unlock things for us. He's going to give us the keys of his kingdom, love and faithfulness. He's going to give us wisdom and insight. And I believe he's going to open doors of opportunity, doors of creativity, doors of innovation, that are going to cause us to see things in a whole new way. It's amazing how when God gives you a word, he often gives you a practical symbol of that. And um, just in our house at the moment, we have an office in our home, and we were um, just so aware of the fact that often we, we couldn't do what we had to do in the office because there was so much noise coming through from the house. So we felt we needed to put a new door uh, between the house and the office. And so um, we, we put a soundproof door in. And this has been quite a, a symbol of what I'm talking to you about today. Because, you know, normally in, in a house, the doors are hollow. They are empty inside. They might look good from the outside, but inside they don't. They haven't got any filling in there. Um, and so the sound is not blocked. And um, I just feel prophetically that, that this is so true sometimes of our lives. I feel that God wants to block out um, the sound of the world's voices for us, the noise of um, hopelessness, the noise of despair, um, the, the negative voices that are coming to us constantly from the world. He wants to block out that sound and, and um, get us into a place where we can hear his voice and change our perspective. So he wants to give us a new look, if I can say it. When I look at my door now, it's got a, new, it's got a whole new look. It doesn't look like the old 
old door and it's not like the the old door inside either and um, so I just want to use this analogy as I go through uh, Romans 4 with you because right in the beginning of Romans 4 in the Message Bible um, we see a shift that God wants to do we see God wanting to change the perspective um, of Abraham so um, if we look in Romans 4 we say so how do we fit into what we know of Abraham, into this new way of looking at things, the new way of looking at things. So I sense in my heart that God wants to create a shift. We're so used to doing things in our way, in our strength, in our power, in our effort. And, you know, this world is called to do things we are called by god to do things in his way it's a god story not 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 really a a man's story god wants to move us from operating in our natural abilities to operating in the supernatural to operating as spirit beings that we are to operate in his ways in matthew 11 uh, 28 and verse 30 um, Jesus calls us and he says, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is not heavy, he tells us, you see. He says, walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And I really sense that God wants us to, to um, learn these unforced rhythms of grace so we can do things moved by his spirit. You know, Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. And our God wants to bring us into a place where, where we operate out of that, out of that hearing his voice and then obeying his voice. The Bible tells us that it's our work to believe it's our work to have faith and Abraham was the father of faith and so that's why we're talking about Romans 4 here today because it's about telling us what happened in Abraham's life and uh, so I feel that God wants to wants us to enter into a new season even even as it says in Romans 4 it says Abraham entered into what God was doing for him. And that was the turning point. Do you need to have a turning point in your life? Um, then I must ask you, um, whose hand is on the handle? When I looked at my new door, I realized that they had put a real work-looking handle on the door, and I didn't really want that. I wanted a... a, a good-looking handle. I wanted a nice handle that would work, but that would also not only be functional, but but have a good look about it. And so we put a new handle on the door, and I believe God wants to put a new handle on the door of our lives too. Um, whose hand is on the handle, I want to ask you, because if there's going to be a turning point, the handle turns the door to open it, then we have to have that new handle on our doors. Okay, it says that Abraham trusted God to set him right. And this was the new handle. It had to be a handle of faith to set him right. 
Um, it goes on in Romans 4 and it says, if you see the job's too big for you, something only God can do, um, and you trust him to do it, that trusting him to do it is what sets you right with God. So that speaks of a realignment. It speaks of a coming into agreement with God's way of doing things. And um, it, it speaks of giving God control. He is Lord. You see, God doesn't respond to what we do. He responds, we need to respond to what God does. So it speaks of order. It speaks of God being in control of our lives and of what situations. The, in the um, Jeremiah 17 verse 7, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They won't fear when the heat comes. There will be no worries in the year of drought. Um, and you will never fail to bear fruit. Because when we abide in the vine and we joined with him, then um, there's something powerful that happens. I believe that God wants us to open that door of faith in a whole new way. He wants us to step out of the boat and come to him to walk on the water. Um, to give up the normal and familiar ways of doing things. He wants us to learn to do things in a new way. Behold, he is doing a new thing. Are you not sensing it? And we need to align ourselves with the new things that God is doing. He wants us to be a people who are willing to live in the risky faith embrace of God's action. I love that, the risky faith embrace of God's action. Let's move with the Spirit. Let's move according to what is on his heart. Now, um, Abraham had a promise, and that was the foundation of what he could stand upon, you see. Um, Abraham's promise was that he and his, and his children would inherit the earth. Now, talk about the God who's more than enough. Um, if we are going to inherit the earth, then the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. What a promise for us. Now, this was not only a promise for Abraham, but as we have given our lives to the Lord, we are children of Abraham. We are children of that same promise. And so we need to be able to stand on the fullness of this promise that we called to inherit the earth. We are called to steward the earth. So first of all, we need to have those promises. We need to know the promises that God has given us. So I want to ask you today, what are the promises that you're standing on? What are the promises that God has given you in your situation? And if you don't know what they are, you need to seek him, seek his face so you can hear his voice, search the word, find those promises um, so that you know that you're standing on a strong foundation. You see, the fulfillment of the promise, promises depend entirely on trusting God and his way and then simply embracing him and what he does. I love that word embracing. Are you in a relationship with God, a love relationship where you are embracing him? 
El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. As a woman, I can say that, but it's also translated the big-breasted one. And those two breasts, if you do a study in scripture, stand for faith and love. And so as we operate in faith, as we operate and embrace God and allow him to embrace us, then, um, then we can trust him and trust him to fulfill the promises he's given us. It says here, when, when Abraham saw that everything was hopeless, when he looked at the natural fact of things, everything looked hopeless. Sometimes we look at the facts and we think everything looks hopeless. But Abraham also went through this. So let's see what he did. It says in verse 28, Abraham believed anyway. He believed anyway, deciding not to live on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but to live on the basis of what God said he would do. So it's a whole change of perspective. It's leaning on him, trusting in him, relying on him regardless of the situation. It goes on and it says in verse 19, he didn't look at his own impotence and say it's hopeless. hopeless. But what did he rather do? He plunged into the promise and he came up strong. Some of us need to take a plunge. We need to take a plunge into the very deep end of God's love and his faithfulness so that we can come up strong. We've got to plunge into those promises that he's given us, stand on them, believe in them, and continue let, let them be in our ears, continually speaking them out so that um, God's purposes can be established. And then I love what it says in Romans 5 and verse 1. It says, by entering through faith, there's the door again. By entering through faith, we throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his door to us. You know, the, the Bible tells us in Hebrews, we can come boldly to the throne room of God um, to receive mercy and help in time of need. His door is not shut to us. His door has been opened through Jesus Christ. And there in Romans 5, we hear again, it says, we find ourselves standing in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory. The wide open spaces, that speaks of an unlimited abundance, an unlimited God God wants us to bring us into that place of, of that unlimited freedom that his grace and his glory bring. And it's there that we continue to shout our praise. And here's a little warning, even when we hemmed in with troubles. So if you're feeling hemmed in with troubles today, come out, shout God's praise and come into the wide open spaces of his unlimited abundance. Uh, we told in, in Romans 5, in the beginning, that sometimes when we go through these troubles, they develop character in us, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. And then this beautiful, beautiful conclusion, it says, we cannot round up enough containers 
to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through his Holy Spirit. And so I just wanted you to lift up your heart right now and and just receive the outpouring of God's love today, the outpouring of his faithfulness to today. I want you to allow him to seal the cracks of unbelief in your life. I want you to allow him to seal with his Holy Spirit um, cracks of doubt, maybe cracks of despondency and dis and um, and depression, maybe, and allow that door of hope to open again. In two Corinthians. Um, and verse 122, it says, God sets his seal of ownership upon us, filling us with his spirit, guaranteeing that which is to come. So the Holy Spirit seals us and says, you are children of God. You are children of the promise. Walk into your destiny. Walk through the doors that um, I'm opening for you. Um, and allow me to fill you and empower you with my Holy Spirit. Um, open, Father, I pray that you would open the eyes of our hearts today, that we would have a new way of looking at things, that you would help us enter through faith, the door of faith into what you are doing. Help us, Father, to come into agreement and alignment with you. Help us to plunge into your promise and throw open our doors and receive um, and come through that door of hope that you are opening up for us at this time. Help us to be expectant and to enter into the risky faith embrace of your action. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend.